Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 95 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Denise Jacobs. Denise is a web design and development industry veteran and author of the book, The CSS Detective Guide, which is about troubleshooting CSS code. Denise is also co-founder and CEO of The Creative Dose, helping individuals to unleash their creativity by banishing their inner critic and hacking their creative brains, as well as being a regular speaker at conferences around the world. So Denise, can you expand on that brief introduction and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes. So I started doing web design and web development back in 1996 when I was about 10, <laughs> um, which is a joke because I was older than 10 in 1996. But uh, so I started in 1996 when the web was really, really young, ended up working at places like Microsoft um, as a contractor and then worked at a another um, software company called WRQ um, in their um, web department, doing project management and also doing some web design. And then decided that I actually, what I really liked doing is I really liked teaching. And so I started teaching web design and web development classes at Seattle Central Community College. I was one of their first slew of faculty um, in the IT department teaching web design and web development. And so I did that for quite some time and then moved to Miami from Seattle, worked at another uh, software company that produced a CMS and then decided that I really didn't want to work for people anymore and ended up <laughs> kind of um, forging out on my own. At about the same time, I decided that I really wanted to be a speaker in the web and kind of developer conference circuit. This was back in 2009 at this point. And I was at South by Southwest Interactive that year and ran into a woman who was a acquisitions editor for Peach Pit New Writers and ended up having this conversation. And she was like, oh, I'm, I'm always looking for good authors. And I'm looking for somebody to write this book about how to troubleshoot CSS code. And I was just like, oh, I could write that book. I used to teach a troubleshooting approach to my students when I taught web design and stuff. And so long story short, that happened. And I wrote that book, uh, The CSS Detective Guide. And then I started speaking at web conferences all over the place. Interestingly enough, as soon as that book was finished, I had this really profound experience that got me in touch with my creativity and I decided actually as soon as the book was done that I, I didn't actually want to talk about CSS. I wanted to talk about creativity and the creative process. And so it took a, a couple of years from you know that realization to the point that I was doing it. But I started doing talks about creativity at developer conferences like Ordev and NDC Oslo and stuff like that. And my creativity talks were way better received than my CSS talks were. <laughs> and so I 
totally made the shift and just decided like, this is, this is really what I want to talk about. So that's what I do now. And um, my latest book, I think you mentioned it is, is banish your inner critic. And it's about silencing the voice of self doubt so that you can actually unlock your creativity and then get to the point where you're doing your best work, right? So that you're like in a flow state and you're really able to come up with great ideas and trust your ideas and work well with other people and take on leadership roles and stuff like that. Right. So quite, quite a change yeah. in terms of what you've been doing over the last cool, couple of decades, I suppose. Ten. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a couple, yeah since 1996. <laughs> it's been quite a journey. Yes. Do you feel that the writing the original book was that reason for getting into this more creative area? I think what it was is it was more like it was a catalyst. It wasn't the reason because I had always been doing creative things. But what I discovered during the process of writing this book is that I always had that voice of self-doubt behind everything I did. So like every time I would do something, I would be, you know, go to people and I'd be like, do you like this? Do you think this is good? Am I creative? Do you think I'm creative? I think I'm creative, right? Am I creative? I'm creative. And I was always trying to get that validation. And then when I started writing the book, it was like every day I had this like crippling self-doubt, right? Am I a good designer? Am I a good developer? Is this going to make any sense? Am I a good writer? Blah, blah, blah. Is, are people going to laugh at me? Do I have enough expertise? Am I, you know, they're going to take me seriously as a woman and as an African-American woman? So I just had this constantly happening. And then what happened at the end of writing the book, it was like, finally, I had proven to myself yeah, you're creative. Yes, you're a good writer. Yes, you're a good designer. Like you don't need to ask anybody else. You decide on your own. And then it was like I finally got to this point where I was like comfortable with my work. And it was the first time that I had actually experienced that. And so that was kind of the catalyst that made me go, "Oh, like this whole time in my life I've been wondering if I'm creative." And it really is about just doing the work and then deciding for yourself. And when you d- make that decision on your own, it's kind of like that voice of self-doubt totally quiets down. And then that's when like all of this amazing stuff that's inside of you can come out. I don't think it matters whether you're a writer or a designer or a developer or a scientist or a business analyst or whatever. If you're doubting yourself, And I saw a quote by Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx. And she said, and I was just like, well, shoot, this is what I've been talking about for years. But that, you know, negative self-talk is the number one barrier to success. And it's true. And it's like, if you're a developer and you're like, I'm never going to be able to figure this out. This is just too complicated. I can't learn that language. Yeah. And well, nope, you're not going to be able to do that. Or you're not going to be able to figure it out. You're not going to be able to solve that problem. And creativity is really just about solving problems. That's all it is. So anyway, yeah, that's what kind of like got me on this path and uh, haven't looked back since. Cool. Okay. Um, We're going to move on now. So Denise, can you maybe share a unique career tip that the IT career energizer audience need to know, possibly don't? I personally think like the most important thing is to like, 
really be your brilliance, like really tune into what it is that you do really well and really do that. And I think that that's easier said than done, right? Because yeah. most people that this is, I think the, the part that's kind of like um, deceiving, deceptively simple about it is that most of the time people don't know what they're really good at because they're so good at it that it looks e- it's easy to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they don't, think about it, right? Like you, you know what it is. It's, I mean, it's like for somebody who has really good balance, they don't think about getting on top of a little, you know, like I have a friend who's, whose daughters do gymnastics. They don't think twice about getting up on a balance beam and walking across it and doing back bends and all this stuff. But if you have really bad balance, you look at something like that, you're like, no, it's how many feet off of the ground? No, thank you. <laughs> Right. But if you have great balance, you're just like, boop, and you get up there and then somebody else will say to you, I can't believe you do that. And you're like, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. So the, tr- the trick, I suppose, is, is being able to identify yourself. What I usually recommend to people is don't try to go on a treasure hunt. <laughs> just think back to the last time you did something that was so enjoyable that you lost time. Yeah. Right. So enjoyable. So compelling that you forgot to get up, you forgot to use the bathroom, you forgot to eat, you know, that you were completely consumed by it, you were in a total flow state. Yeah. Most likely, that is one of the places where that's where you're brilliant. Denise, can you maybe share with us your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Oh my God, there's so many. (laughs) The absolute worst moment, not like the second to last worst moment, but the worst one. So I was working at this company and uh, I was, it was the web department of this company and I was doing project management and um, I had a manager who decided to take it upon himself to treat me special other than other people. So he stipulated that I needed to be at the office by nine o'clock at the latest, where the whole company had a policy that basically, if you got there by 10, you're good. And we even had somebody else on the team who liked to work late at night. So he would come in and he would work from like three in the morning until like 10 in the morning. And then he would leave. So nobody said anything about to him, to him about coming in at three in the morning, working until 10. But I had to be there at nine in the morning at the latest. And then I would typically be working super late until like seven or eight at night. And I would actually tell this manager to go home. I would say, go home to your pregnant wife. Why are you here? So basically he like bullied me. And uh, that was really awful. It was really, really awful to be in a situation. Oh, and my favorite story about this, we were doing a a relaunch of the website, a complete revamp, redesign and everything. And there was a guy who was the project manager on paper, but he wasn't actually project managing thing. He was a total introvert. He sat in his office all day, never talked to anybody. And so when people had questions and stuff like that, guess who they asked? Me. Um, cause I was a project manager and I was like trying to, so I was kind of, I was actually de facto managing this project plus other projects and teaching people how to use Dreamweaver. Yes, it was that long ago. <laughs> and 
and all of this stuff. And so when it came time to be the end of the project and we launched it, I missed my best friend's bachelorette party and everything because I was launching the website, even though I told them I needed to leave early and all the stuff I was ordering pizzas for everybody to like stay and get everything done. All of this stuff happens. And then we go on this cruise around uh, Lake Washington to celebrate the successful launch of this website. And the guy who's the manager is giving presents to everybody on the team. And he, you know, says to the developer, you know, you did such a great job on this. It was like, you were like the foundation to this. So I mean, give you this present. And then, you know, to the designer, your designs were so leading edge, blah, blah, blah. here's this present. And then to the guy who was the project manager on paper, you know, you led the team through like all of these like muddy waters and everything here is a beautifully handcrafted wooden oar. And then he gets to me and he says, I don't know what Denise's dating life was like during the project. So here is a date ball. So you know those toys, the yep. eight ball toys where you yes. shake it and you turn it upside down and you get your, like, you, you ask it a question and you get an answer. They have a pink one that's called a date ball. And that's what he gave me as my present. Wow. Because he didn't know what my dating life was like during the project. Yeah. I don't quite know what to say to that. Exactly. Exactly. And and I didn't really even know what to say. And I was just like, okay. After that point, I was just like, I'm not putting any effort. Or, uh, no, yeah. I'm done. I was like, and scene. Like you, all of you are <laughs> dead to me. <laughs> yeah. And so it was from then that I actually was like, I should teach because I like to teach. I'm going to teach. And that's when I started teaching at Seattle Central. Right. Okay. Yeah, it was very special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so moving away from your worst articulary moment, can you maybe tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Becoming a speaker in like web design and, and web development and, and tech has just been so wonderful. I've met so many phenomenal people. I've been able to travel to all of these great conferences and go to Scandinavia and Australia and, you know, Norway and Paris. I mean, like all of these great places. I've met so many amazing people. And so I have to say that 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 has definitely been like the highlight, being able to do this thing that I love to do and to be able to help people and share it and get to travel and and meet amazing people. It's just been phenomenal. Have you been to London yet? Yes, many Uh times. Oh, great. I love London. <laughs> I love London. I'm overdue actually for a trip to London. I haven't been there since uh, I think 2016. Okay, well, so it's not too long. Like, a couple of years. Yeah, no, it's like it's too long. For a while, it seemed like I was in London like two or three times a year. I was like, "Hi, hi, I'm back. Hey, <laughs> like I, I have a tube card. I like, write. I, I yeah. like I have a like an oyster card, and I." fill it up and go around and jump and go everywhere. I love London. It's great. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Denise, can you maybe tell us what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? One of the things that I've noticed is that there's just so much opportunity. So, so much opportunity. As a matter of fact, I talked to a woman who used to be an HR at Groupon. And one of the things that she said is she was like, you know, 
the number of positions that go unfilled is ridiculously high because there are, there aren't enough people who actually have the skills that are needed now in you know as developers and and different other positions in IT and so i feel like it's a really wide open field there's a lot of room for innovation and actually creativity and really finding your niche really it's just that there's so much possibility and opportunity that's what i find exciting about it okay we're going to go into the reveal round now, which is going to find out a little bit more about the way you think and, and IT. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Sure. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? It was actually, it kind of fell into it by accident, I guess. I was working at a research department at the University of Washington, and I kept looking at the website. This was in 1996. I kept looking at the white website, and it wasn't getting updated. And I was just like, isn't it like computers and magic? Should it just be getting (laughs) updated? And when I asked around, I finally found the woman who was in charge of it. And get this, in 1996, she was already burnt out on web stuff. She had been doing web stuff since like 1992. And and she was burnt out on it in 1996. Can you believe that? That's quick. So... (laughs) Because it was like back then, I mean, it was like HTML 1.0. Like there were no tables. There was no image tag. It was really hard to actually design a website back in those days. Anyway, she was like, look, I'm tired of doing the website. If you want to take it over, you can. And so I ended up teaching myself HTML and how to like FTP to the server and how to like telnet in. And so that's how I got into it. And I liked it because, at least with with the web, I liked the idea that I could do a combination of coding and writing and design. What is the best career advice you've ever received? You need to surround yourself with people who are ahead of you in terms of your career or people who I think are, I like to think of as kind of opportunity models, not necessarily role models, but people who are opportunity models. So people who are showing you what the opportunities and what the possibilities are. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I almost feel like there's too much to do (laughs) (laughs) now. There's too many options. But I think what I would do is I still would focus on learning and teaching what I've learned. Because I feel like that's, that's, first of all, that's how you grow your expertise. Yes, the fastest. And I think that's also how you grow your basically your community, and your the people that you want to be connected with, and then the people who are following you. I feel like that's how you can grow that the fastest. What career objectives are you currently focusing on? Right now, I'm really focusing on expanding, actually doing exactly what I was just saying is kind of expanding my reach and reconnecting with my audience and trying to provide value. Like I I have a lot of information that I just haven't been making very public because I've been busy jumping on airplanes, going places (laughs) um, and speaking and whatnot. But um you know, I have so much great content from my book, Banish Your Inner Critic, and so much research that I did for it. And so I'm going to be 
working on sharing a lot more content, a lot more knowledge and articles and, and videos and podcasts and whatnot over the next year. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? For me, I believe it's design, making things visually pleasing. I guess it's two things, actually, design and writing. So being able to be a really clear communicator through the written word and then also being able to make things visually appealing so that they also visually communicate well have been really important skills for me. Denise, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Most certainly. So kind of back to what I was saying earlier about, I mean, I you know hate to beat a dead horse, but I really do feel like when you have those kind of voices of self-doubt and whatnot, it just really can get in your way. As a matter of fact, I did a talk years ago, uh, was the closing keynote for a 33rd degree conference, which is now uh, DevOps Poland, and uh, talked a lot about the inner critic and stuff like that. And then a guy emailed me afterwards and he was like, oh my God, I didn't even know that there was a name for that. Like, <laughs> He was like, I've got imposter syndrome in big time, and I'm always doubting myself and always thinking that people are going to find out that I'm a fraud and everything. And he was like, I didn't even know that there was a name for that. And just hearing your talk and the tips that you gave really is going to really help me moving forward to make it so that I'm, I feel more confident about the work that I do. Yeah. So my piece of advice is, is to really identify when you're having those moments, if it's imposter syndrome, if it's perfectionism, if it's a procrastination thing you've got going on, if you're always, you know, comparing yourself to other people or worrying about being judged or whatever, to really raise your awareness about that and then get tools to actually counter them and deal with them. Because it really is just about thought patterns and thought habits. And you can totally hack that. And there's a lot of ways to, to kind of hack your inner critical voice so that you can get to the other side and do really great work. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? You can go to my website, denisejacobs.com. And you can always send me an email, denise at denisejacobs.com. I'm also on Instagram, denisejacobs, and on Facebook, denisejacobs.com, written out. And so those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Denise, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in to today's episode and to my guest career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. And a quick reminder that the show has now three episodes every week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show to get new episodes automatically downloaded. Also, don't forget to join the IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. You'll get to engage with other like-minded people, get to find out more about upcoming guests and other episodes and can get involved in the future direction of the podcast. 
It really is a great pleasure to be able to talk to so many inspirational people from across the industry and to be able to share their stories and advice with you. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you're not growing your career, thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.